This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Constantly on this program, we're asked about the parking tickets that you get at some of these big shopping centres and wherever. There'll be a sign-up saying you, you can't park here or a sign-up saying you can only park for a certain amount of time or you have to park neatly and you never see the sign. And you park and you go about your business, you come back, get a parking ticket and you think, oh, for goodness sake, why did I get that? And then you sort of half understand that you don't really have to pay the fine anyway because it's not a fine, it's an invoice. Uh, let me speak to John Gallagher, who's a leading adjudicator at Poplar. Uh, John, good morning. Good morning, Frank. John, Poplar, Parking on Private Land Appeals. Is that your group? It is, yes. And from this month, we, we are going to have the option in Northern Ireland and, of course, in Scotland as well, across in Scotland, uh, to, to use the like of Poplar to adjudicate on our behalf or... Do we have to get someone to represent us and then Poplar make an adjudication on behalf of either us or the car parking issuer of tickets? How does it work? Uh, so if a, a motorist in Northern Ireland receives a, a, a parking charge notice in a private car park, uh, they can first appeal to the parking operator who has issued it. And if they're not happy with, with the response, so if the parking operator refuses that appeal, they now have the opportunity to uh, to come to Poplar and we will hear the appeal independently. Uh, the motorist uh, can submit that online at our website or they can ask the parking operator for a, uh, a written appeal pack and they can send in a, an appeal by post. Uh, once we get the motorist's reasons for appealing, we then go to the parking operator, tell them an appeal has been submitted. Uh, the parking operator at that stage will get a choice whether to uh, contest the appeal so they can decide not to contest it and cancel the parking charge or they can contest it and provide us with an evidence pack. Uh, the motorist then gets an opportunity to uh, comment on the operator's evidence pack and once all that's done one of our assessors will look through and make a determination on, on whether or not the parking charge should be cancelled. So is this good news or bad news for the motorist? Because currently in Northern Ireland, our understanding of it is that this isn't a fine, it is an invoice because you've entered into some form of contract by using the car parking facility, whether or not you read the sign or not. And because the invoice has been issued, you'd be expected to pay what you owe. Many people here believe that if you you just walk away and ignore it they'll write to you two or three times and then they'll disappear into the ether um, well you're absolutely right that it's not a fine or a penalty um, a parking operator hasn't got the authority to issue a, a fine and, and the way it is done is through contract 
So the, the landowner has um, certain rules for people who want to visit their land. So if you want to come onto my land, you've got to be shopping in my shop or you can only stay here for a certain amount of time or you've got to pay me a certain amount of money. And they, they need to set out their rules clearly on the signs. And the signs will say, if you don't keep to these rules, um, then uh, you have to pay a parking charge notice of X amount. And because it is done by contract, it would be up to the parking operator uh, to convince a court that a contract was formed and that the motorist didn't keep to the contract and therefore they, they owed the amount that was set out in that contract. Um, so the, the, the information about there's nothing they can do, they'll just write to you, that's not necessarily true. Parking operators do uh, successfully take people to court and they do uh, win in court by proving to the court that a contract was formed and a contract was broken. And unfortunately, by the time it gets that far, often the, the amount has, has increased quite significantly because they've included charges for taking it to court and for debt collection and things like that. So the, the, the blanket message of just ignore it, it will go away. It's a message we hear quite often, but it's not accurate. We do see examples of uh, parking operators taking people to court and being successful. But now that parking on private land appeals, the Poplar Group will be existing in Northern Ireland. Does that not give more credibility to these people who are running these invoice schemes, who are in many ways the <laughs> example of uh, the most despised people in Northern Ireland? Are you not giving them more credibility? Um, well, we are giving motorists a place to turn where a parking operator has given them a parking charge notice if that is unfair because the signs weren't clear enough or for a multitude of other reasons and the motorist comes to us and says i don't think this is fair we will look at that independently and we will we will make a a, a decision based on the evidence about whether or not the parking operator should cancel that that appeal so i'm, I'm not sure that that necessarily gives the parking operators more credibility. It just gives motorists somewhere to turn when, when, when they feel that they have been wronged. But do the parking operators, do they not think, oh yes, now that Poplar is involving themselves in this, it gives us more of a platform to have an argument with the motorist, whereas in the past the motorist may have ignored us? Um, quite possibly. Uh, the, but the, the parking operators that were... Um, feeling that the motorist was ignoring them, always had the recourse to pursue that, that parking charge through the courts. And as I said before, by the time it gets to that stage, um, then the, the charges for the motorist are a lot higher. So it sounds like we're going to be in touch with Poplar quite a bit, if I judge it on the number of calls I get to this programme. And I've been in car parks where the signage has been incredibly small. I've been in car parks where you're not sure whether it's a reference to this section of the car park or to that section of the car park. You can't be certain. You, you walk away from your car thinking, am I allowed to park here? There seems to be like a, a greyness in some of them and others, I need to emphasise, are absolutely crystal clear. They'll say, you've two hours. If you overstay, you're welcome. You're going to have to pay. You'll be filmed going out the, the gate and you're going to have to, to pay a certain amount of money. That is, that, that's, that's completely understandable and acceptable. What about the guy who parks the car 
something happens, someone takes ill, he can't go back to his car, he has to go off to the hospital, um, he, he, he does a good Samaritan act, he helps the person, he's four hours late coming back and he's got the parking, the parking fine. Will, will, will you be representing him to the point that he's got a really good excuse while the operator of the parking facility is unlikely to? Will you be his champion at that, at that time? Uh, so I wouldn't say that we'd be a champion. I certainly wouldn't use them words because we are independent. We sit in the middle of the, the motorist and the parking operator. But absolutely in performing that role, we do see issues that are unfair and that they, um, they really make motorists feel a sense of injustice. And yet the, the mitigating circumstances that you talked about there, someone being prevented from keeping to the, the conditions of the car park for reasons beyond their control or because they were being a good Samaritan, they are something that uh, form part of our process. So the, the very strict remit of Poplar is to look at a, a case based on facts and law. So was a parking contract formed, i.e. were the signs clear enough? Uh, what was, was, was the area that the person parked in signed properly or could that have been confused with somewhere else? Did the motorist keep to the, the conditions of the parking contract? That's the very, the very strict remit that we, we have. However, because we've seen this, this unfairness and the, the mitigating circumstances, we've introduced into our process a, a step where if we see mitigating circumstances and we feel there's an unfairness, then we will con contact the parking operator and say to them, we, we think this is unfair and we think that you should cancel this parking charge for these reasons. And we work very closely with the, the British Parking Association um, who uh, have the same attitude. They think that their, their members aren't there to punish mistakes, but to effectively manage the car park so that there are, there are enough space for the shoppers of a particular shop or enough spaces for doctors and nurses to be able to park in the staff car park at a hospital or patrons of a hotel to be able to stay in that hotel. That they, they very much have the attitude that it's for their, their members to concentrate on effective parking management rather than mistake punishment. And where there is some kind of genuine set of circumstances that have prevented the motorist from keeping to the parking conditions, we will go back and we'll say to the parking operator, will you cancel this? And that is um, generally quite successful. So we referred 800 back last year in them circumstances and approximately half of them were cancelled. So while it's not every single time because our remit only allows us to, um, to, to decide based on facts and law, we, we do take into consideration the mitigating circumstances and have quite a bit of success in getting the parking operators to cancel the parking charges for those reasons. Okay, that is uh, reassuring, reassuring, John, from Poplar. Uh, thank you very much. We should take on board, of course, that the idea of going along to a private car park and using it as a park and ride facility whereby you go away and do your day's work and park there for seven or eight hours when it belongs to a hotel or a shopping centre is is. is is unacceptable. We need to emphasise that people should not be should not be doing that, and that's why the signage is very often in in place. One final question: If the redcoats—that's what they're referred to here in Northern Ireland, the, the traffic wardens—if they give you a parking ticket, can you represent us on that one, or are they totally separate? 
Uh, no, so it's only private parking that, that we deal with. Okay, that's uh, crystal clear. John, lovely speaking to you, and uh, welcome to Northern Ireland. Thank you, thank you. Thank you very much, Frank. Cheers. That's John Gallagher, lead adjudicator with Pobla. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event. So give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. So they're the people to talk to now instead of having to ring this show every time you get a ticket that really narks you. Right, uh, 02890 This is the U105 phone-in. Good morning. Good morning, the U105 phone-in. That's what you're listening to in the sunshine here in Belfast. Uh, Anthony is a point. Morning, Anthony. Hello, Frank. Um, I was just wondering, uh, what is the success rate in people being taken to court you know, for unpaid parking fines and the private parking? I, yeah, I would presume it's quite low because they do highlight the the people who impose the parking penalties do highlight whenever they take someone to court and they've given very few examples. But the part of the problem is the hassle of waiting to see whether or not you're going to be taken to court. Whenever you get the fine or the invoice, you ignore it and then you get another letter and then you ignore it again and then you get another letter and then you ring this program and then you ignore it once more because we say that, you know, we've heard from legal eagles that they can't impose it and then we hear from another legal eagle that says, well, technically they can because they'll take you to the small claims court and they'll get it off you and all the time it'll be building up the amount that you have to pay. Now, they might disappear, but they might not. So it's the hassle that goes with it, that's part of the punishment. And that's why Poplar might be good people to get in contact with because they'll resolve it one way or the other. Yeah, because I've had a few of those um, parking signs and I haven't paid any of them. And they have just went away, you know. And I'm just wondering if maybe Poplar do when people hear about that, that company coming in, are they going to be maybe worried more about, you know, about paying the fine? You know, well, that's why I did. That's why I did put to the to John. Is it giving more credibility to the parking enforcers 
the presence of Poplar that because that's that's how people will will feel about it that mm, we could have ignored them now there's an arbitration service maybe we shouldn't ignore yeah. them ignore them anymore I know people who've totally ignored them and they have they have gone away but here's the other point John I've also gone to a couple of car parks that people have featured on this program where they said the signage wasn't visible or where they said they weren't sure where they were to park. And it was actually crystal clear. The signage was there. You park in the bay and you can stay for two hours. If you don't, if you overstay, you're welcome. You're going to, you're going to be fined. Now, a lot of people just ignore, absolutely ignore the signage. And that's unreasonable. Well, I have, I have one here now that they're chasing me up for on the say that I parked in the car park for 24 hours. Uh, I didn't. So they have a photo of me entering the car park on one day. Uh, no, sorry, I don't have... They have a photo of me entering the car park one day and then a photo of me exiting the car park the next day. But I was, in, I, I was, um, I was actually calling in just a, just a restaurant, you know, for 20 minutes to pick up a sandwich. Yeah, so you entered twice. They thought you only entered once. Yeah, I entered like on a Monday, entered and left on a Monday, entered and left on a Tuesday. Now they have me entering on a Monday, but not leaving on a Monday. And they have me leaving on Tuesday, but not entering on the Tuesday, if you know what I mean. So it looks like I was there for 24 hours, which is ridiculous, so it is, you know, but... That is crazy, and that, that that would annoy Saint Peter. You know, uh, I'm accepting that you're telling us absolutely the truth, but that would annoy Saint Peter if that's the way it is. Oh, it is because I'm a you know I'm a roads inspector, so I parked there to get a sandwich to inspect the road, and then it was away on. So you know, if the question anything, I can just show my records. You know, for ah, oh, very good for, yeah. uh, for for different areas that I had been to, and saying, listen, they've stopped there for a sandwich for five minutes. You know, yeah, but funny yeah. enough, they had me going in on a Monday. I'm not leaving on a Monday, and then he's having a, not going in on a Tuesday, but leaving on a Tuesday. Yeah. You know, so I'm just wondering what, how they're going to argue that, sir. Well, you would sound like a prime example of someone that Poplar would recommend for no fine as a result of being able to prove that you were elsewhere on the carriageway doing your work at other parts at other parts of the, the day. And yeah. there, there's bound to be, even if you take it that far, there's bound to be CCTV that shows you driving during the 24, those 24 hours. Yeah, that's it. Well, I'm not even going to get in contact with them because from what I've been told, once you get in contact with them, then they'll just hound you even more. Yeah, I hear that. I do hear that. And that's why I did ask a few questions of John when he was on about giving them more credibility. The reality is we should try and park in a reasonable way following the rules and regulations. But my goodness me, if we're caught out like you're caught out with a fault in the cameras, well then that would annoy the best of us. Anthony, thank you. It's a very good example. Thank you indeed. Uh, Coming up on half ten, I know some of you have paid the fines and some of you have totally ignored them. So uh, feel free. uh, Do let us know. Are you paying them or are you ignoring them? Are they chasing you? Are you worried? Are you concerned? Uh, Jim is on line four. Uh, good morning, Jim. Morning, Frank. How are you? I'm very good, very good. Good. Frank, listen, my beef is, it's not to do with parking charges, it's to do with actual on-street parking. Where, for example, I have I live in just off the Ormer Road in a, a street of, of terrace houses. And, for example, three, four people, we all have sort of like one car each. People are starting to move in, like sort of, where, where, uh, uh, for example, if a neighbour moves out, uh, the next thing is there's three or four so-called professional people move in, and they move three, four cars 
into the streets and trying to get parked in your own street is becoming a bit of a joke. There's even sort of people up the streets who uh, she was a single lady, now she's got a boyfriend, and now her daughter and her uh, her boyfriend moving, and there's like four cars there, and I come home some nights and just literally can't even get parked in my own street. Yeah, you see, Jim, the reality is, and this is what's important about this, it's also their street because they they have yeah. now moved into the house. You 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 see it as your street. The lady, her boyfriend, her daughter, and her boyfriend see it as their street because they live there too. You know what the answer is? And I know we've had this debate and discussion before, and people have said, no, 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 we don't want to hear about that. Don't want to hear about that. But it does work. And the reason that I know it works is because my daughter lives over in England and she has to adhere to it. And I've been over with my car as well and I've got a temporary pass uh, because she can apply for a temporary pass for one other person for a few days. It definitely works. There's no congestion if they have the permit parking. You would have a permit for your car. The woman next door would have a permit for her car. There could be a temporary permit for a second car. And that eases up the congestion and allows people to park in their own street. Would you be in favour of that? Oh, absolutely. You know, I actually went and took my car to Holland a few years back. And uh, the person I was visiting done exactly that. He went and got a pass for outside his house. And I was able to park the car there. No problem for the time I was there. And, uh, you know, there was no problem. I would be more than willing to, to pay for, uh, you say, uh, a residence pass. But would other people adhere to that? I mean, would I come home and still find some idiot parked, literally, say, for example, where I normally would park? You know? well, well, not if they handle it the way they do in Newcastle-upon-Tyne because the fines are draconian and the traffic wardens will slap it on you if you don't have the big, there's a big sign that has to go in your car window uh, with a number and a government stamp and everything on it that you're entitled to park there uh, if, if the traffic wardens and they regularly patrol when they come up and down they slap the fine on so uh, they're already trying this in Belfast in, in a couple of streets in the Holy Lands I, I think I think it's working I think it's working there I'm, I'm open to feedback from Belfast people as to whether or not it's working but it's certainly uh, anecdotally I hear it is and it's discouraging commuters from parking in those streets and those who would have, you know, everybody in the family has a car, they have to wise up a bit and realise that they can't all park their cars in, in narrow streets. Yeah. Would that also apply at night time, Franco, as well? In, in, in Newcastle, the, the rules are during the... It's not a 24-7 issue. It's not... A, I'm almost certain it's not 24-7. I think the, you can park... You can park randomly from, say, 8 o'clock at night to 6 o'clock in the morning, something something like that. I, I, th- I don't think it's 24, 24 hour, but in some areas it, it may be. But that's, th- that's not so much a problem overnight because you don't have the commuters. Part of your issue in your street is not necessarily the four-car family that live next door. I bet if you've mentioned the Ormer Road, it'll be people who work in the, you know, who work in the offices or who work in oh, the yeah, general yeah. vicinity. Yeah, I mean, I actually had to move a person on uh, the day of, of the marathon because uh, she was about to just park just as, as, my, as my wife was pulling in with the cars. And she said, oh, well, I have a friend in the street and they said it's okay if I can park here. Yeah, but, but Jim, Jim, it, 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 it's actually, in fairness to the woman visiting the marathon, she is entitled to park there. That's the, that's the point. And today, 
she is entitled to park there. It's her street too. She pays her road tax. She can park in your street because I call it my street and your street and her street. It's actually our streets. They're, 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 oh, yeah. It's not your street. Yeah, no, what, no, what I meant was she was actually just a chancer. My friend said it's okay, but, you know. I know, but she, she should have actually, her answer to you should have been, sorry, sir, I can park here if I wish. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That's the, that's the reality of it at present. She is entitled to park in the street that you live in. But if there was a permit system, she wouldn't be. Yeah, that's what we need then. Yeah, you need to get on to your councillors. Get more permits for Belfast. <laughs> Cheers, that, Frank. cheers, Jim. Cheers, Jim. Cheers. Thank you. All Bye. right, right. I can understand the frustration of the man, but do you take my point that the permit system would be good? It's been discussed many times here, and most of you objected to it in the past because, and here's a quote, you didn't want to pay 20 quid a year to park in your own street. However, if you paid 20 quid a year, you could start to call it your own street. This is the U105 phone-in. Good morning to you. Now, there's been a suggestion among many Isle Daft suggestions. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.